Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back to Love High. My name is Florence Bark, and in this podcast, we're talking all about love, relationships, breakups, and everything in between. In this episode, I'm talking to my friend Mia Zorspiro, aka Zipora. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today because this episode has been one of my favorites so far to record. I mean, I think I say that about so many of our episodes because I think they're all amazing, but this conversation filled me with so much joy, so much inspiration, and so much knowledge. My friend Mia is a sex and relationships therapist in training. So I talked to her about everything that she's been learning along her journey, as well as how it's been for her and how like what the course has brought up for her in regards of relationships and just before the episode gets started i would love to remind you to join the patreon community it is only one pound a month it's patreon forward slash love high and on there we discuss everything that's happening in the podcast you get to put your input on what you want episodes to be about and also join the discord chat which means whenever you're going through any slight problem in your breakup in your relationship in your life you know there's people there to listen and I'm obviously there as well and and the patreon rant I'm really trying to grow that community on there just because I think it will be such a magical little space for everyone as well as training to be a sex and relationships therapist Mia is also a filmmaker a documentarian a DJ a journalist and she's also a creative producer for sex educator Hannah Witten who you might know from the fucks given podcast. 
Mia has such an interesting insight on everything in the world, let alone sex and relationships. So I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. I'm going to get into it straight away because we ended up having quite the long conversation. So I don't want to ramble on too long here first before you really dive into the episode. So let's do it. Hi Mia, welcome to the podcast. Thanks Florence, good to be here. (laughs) I want to dive straight in to a deep question. This is a new thing for me. When was the first time you fell in love? I feel like I can't fully answer that question without talking about the many different ways you can experience love or how your experience of love just changes as you get older because I think your understanding of love changes so you know I could think of like my massive crush when I was a kid you know so like so into this person sent them a valentine's note and signed my name (laughs) never do that when you're so young um but it wasn't actually love because there wasn't a mutual connection there wasn't a actual manifestation of that love um yeah so I would say it's probably um when I was 18 when I fell in love and I had my first relationship with a lovely person how much detail should I give how much detail do you want (laughs) as much as you want (laughs) well I love a good um, little story Yeah, so I was, okay, let's do it. I I had just finished school and I went to live in Israel and I trained and worked in the paramedic ambulance service. I trained and I was like working on ambulances because at that time I was um, on a journey to becoming a doctor. I went, I initially did medicine at uni before quitting. Anyway, another story. But yeah, so I trained and I, someone on my course was this lovely guy from Canada and we became really good friends. And I was placed in, um, in one city in the North in Haifa. And he was in like this small town in Carmel. And I was really unhappy where I was in Haifa because it was a huge, um, it was like, a, what's it called? It's a huge station and I was never on the ambulances and I was living with these really not very nice girls. And I was like, yeah. fuck it. And I, and I switched and I just like packed my bags and I went to where he was. And, oh. and then we just like, yeah, we just like fell in love and we basically lived together for a few months. Um, and oh. I think why, why I consider that love is there was such a mutual care and like affection and appreciation of each other it it wasn't something that I just felt madly in myself or was a lust or was an unrequited we we really formed a relationship and we opened up to each other and we had fun and we had adventures but we also shared the vulnerable parts of ourselves and I think really made a positive impact on each other and yeah it was beautiful. Yeah. It was like a really, it was a good first love. Um, it, it didn't yeah. last forever, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Young love is such an interesting topic in itself, isn't it? Like when I, when I think back to my teenage years, I had a boyfriend for like when I was 15, 16 for like 11 months. And it was the person I lost my virginity with. And mm. I like, when I look back, I, I, I find it hard 
to say whether that was like real true love or not Mm. um but to myself at the time I definitely thought that I was in love with him we used to write each other letters and it was very very cute and I was you know really upset when we broke up and sometimes I feel Mm. like the pain after the relationship sort of shows how true the love was at some point there but then that I, I also love had how another... quickly <laughs> I what? love how quickly we've made this about breakups <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm teasing oh you my I'm God, teasing you <laughs> no no but it's so true because what you're basically saying is the amount of feeling you felt and yeah. it's like sometimes you don't know how you feel about something or someone until it's gone you know it's it's a it's a phrase for a reason yeah yeah Uh, the second relationship that I had after that I definitely it it was someone that I didn't really necessarily think that I was in love with at the beginning Mm. (laughs) actually really mad I was kind of like really crushing hard on his best friend and then when his (laughs) best friend denied me because he was like well he's in love with you so I can't go anywhere and I was like oh okay so I (laughs) ended up dating him (laughs) (laughs) he really likes me and that's really nice and I ended up kind of like slowly building into that relationship Mm. um but that was totally different and then I ended that relationship so easily it was two years but I ended it so Mm. easily so sometimes I'm like what was I even in love in that relationship I think it was a good companionship I think that we had good good sex Mm. but I don't know if there was true (sighs) love there yeah I think it's such so many different things just came up for me when you said that I think like harking back to what you first said, which is looking back at your first love and you saw like, was that love? But no, it wasn't. I think, I think our experience of love will change as we change. And that's both in terms of how we learn about love, but also the kind of person that we are and what we need and what we want in life. And I think it's easy to sort of look back and diminish something you felt, but if you felt something at the time and if something gave you something at the time, it was valid. Um, yeah. And I think in terms of what you were just saying now, in terms of it was a buildup. Also, love can love can manifest in so many different ways. You know, it can be an yeah. instant connection and, um, you know, joining and, and love being there. Or it can be something that builds up over time. Um, yeah. I think we, we don't fully we can't fully define how love is and how love begins because that will vary from person to person um but yeah it it does sound like with that person you weren't maybe as in love and it was more a companionship and a convenience and Mm. that happens (laughs) Have, have you have you heard I feel like I've spoken to a few people recently or heard it in kind of passing and podcasts or on tv where People are saying like the relationships that you get into that you are like super crazy in love, like straight away, there's like a rush and it's quite like, you know, intoxicating love and it's exciting and all of that. Some people have been saying that relationships like that aren't necessarily built to last, that you can't be in an outstanding, like long lasting relationship with someone that you have that like... It's like, 
it's like an energetic mm, love. It's like intense. Yeah. And then people have been saying, um, I don't know why I keep saying, people have been saying. Um, <laughs> and then there are perhaps like relationships that people get into where it's not intoxicating to start off with, but then they end up mm. with that person because they build more of like a stable type of love. Yeah. Have you, you know what? What do you think about that? I think what I'm going to say is that I think it really depends on the people and where they're Mm. at and where they're at with their journey with themselves. Because I think a lot of those relationships and intense relationships, and I've had a lot of those, um, can, can often manifest maybe because like you're seeing something that you haven't had or something that's maybe in you and you sort of people talk about like trauma bonding um or you're just like very much wanting to dive into something and lose and dissociate from other things going on and it's a form of escapism um or it's just like massively passionate and exciting and um all the lust and the chemistry feels like love for you and I think in terms of oh those relationships could never last I, I don't think you could say something so blanket because I think like I said all relationships can start in different ways and relationships yeah. can begin in this very intense way and can last and you know they're not necessarily going to sustain in that manner but they can grow and evolve and the and the people in that relationship might mm. you know work and change and communicate and it can become a long-lasting relationship but I think what you know if you're in that state and perhaps if you haven't fully connected with parts of yourself and maybe parts of yourself that uh, embody trauma or you know, connect to love and connect to how you relate to love with, in terms of your upbringing, in terms of your experiences. I feel like if you haven't maybe connected with those and understood those, then perhaps the connections you're having at that time aren't necessarily going to last because they're not born out of you really understanding who you are and really understanding the kind of love that not only you want for yourself, but also the love that you want to give. I don't know if that's if I've been too vague of what I'm saying, but I think it's just something I think about a lot, which is my understanding of love has changed so much as I've understood myself and I've understood like my, my experiences of love and connection from a young person and and growing through. So I think it really depends where someone is at that journey and what is that basis of that intense connection. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily the kind of energy that you have, like hold between you both that represents what the relationship is or like what it can be. So I guess it was does really intense, energetic relationship. Do they last or are they always going to yeah. be like a moment in passing? I think it depends how it evolves, how that energy evolves and that relationship evolves. Are you Mm. looking to try to just sustain that intensity? Um, and why, um, or do you grow with it? Do you like, okay, we clearly have a strong connection, but now in terms of building a relationship and a love, you know, that takes trust, that takes consistency, that takes growth, that takes self-reflection, that takes mirroring all that. Um, and yeah, also just where are you at with your journey with yourself? Like, why have you fallen so deeply and so passionately into that connection? Is that telling you something about yourself or, you know, where are you basically? Yeah, that's the really interesting thing about what you've said, really, because I think that 
a lot of people will relate to that. I know that I do where the last time I fell very intensely in love, I feel like a lot of that was because of having a lack of the form of love that I have in, in that or like that was given to me from a previous yeah. relationship. So I didn't feel like I had received love like that before so like the smallest things became the biggest and I was like oh my god like someone's like wants to like kiss me passionately someone wants to um like have loads of sex with me because the relationship that I had before like he would I would try and kiss him I love kissing I would Mm. kiss him he kissed me once and then turn his head away and like <laughs> the being in a relationship like that <laughs> no yeah. for four years oh, destroyed gosh. the way that I yeah I didn't understand that I wasn't getting what I needed from him yeah. intimately or care yeah. like even care so I guess when it came along and someone gave me like passionate sex yeah kissing. it becomes a drug you're like oh my god oh my god I need this I've been missing this for so long I want it I want yes. it I want it and I think that is yes. often the basis for that intensity and that craving yeah which is kind of scary because I think that's what can turn things into quite toxic situations as well because you then you feel like you need that from them because you're like well no one else will give that to me and that's the misunderstanding of yourself in that part of the relationship yeah and maybe it's also if you haven't had it before it's also like I haven't had this before and I'll never have it again yeah and that element of like isn't it right yeah yeah and it can mean you just hold on and you just you just throw yourself into something so fiercely yeah i do think that people can recover during being in relationships though from and like learn about themselves without having to end the relationship to work on themselves i think a lot of people leave relationships because they're like well i've just got all this stuff to do and i need to learn this about myself and yes that could be a really great journey but quite often the things that you need to figure out are the things that you need to figure out in a relationship because they're the things that you have an issue with yeah that that is why i'm so fascinated by relationships and sex because i think they are this like you know catalyst not catalyst they are this like intense microcosm of where every part of ourselves shows up and we really face it because it's the rawest parts of ourselves it's the most intimate parts of Mm ourselves it's how we relate and in the end what are all the things we are working on it's how we relate it's how we see ourselves it's how we think other people see us it's all about learning about your childhood, which is all about your relations. It's all about the care you were given. It's all about the dynamics you have. And and when you're then in a relationship as an adult, all of that is coming to center stage. And so I 100% agree that it's one of the most important places where you are going to learn about yourself and where things are going to come up, where you're going to be able to identify, oh, this is my shit. These are the things Mm -hmm. I need to work on. Oh, this is, this is, these are my experiences. And I completely agree. You can work on it through a relationship. Of course, 
everyone in a relationship is working through stuff. No one is just Mm -hmm. perfect in a relationship or doesn't change or things don't come up. I think anyone who's in a a successful relationship will talk about the experiences of growth and working together and challenging each other and, and needing to always sort of take responsibility for that. I think probably when people feel like they can't be in a relationship when it when I think it's a, a genuine feeling is because mm. they don't feel like they can hold space for the other person. And I think yeah. that's such an important foundation of love and relationships is you're showing love and care and compassion and growth for yourself, mm. but you're showing it for the other person. And I think yeah. if you feel like you can't really hold space for someone else and show them love and help them on their journey and invest in them, that it is going to be hard for you to be in a relationship in a way that is fair for you both. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think when someone recognizes that, when they're like, I think you're amazing. I love you, but I don't think I can love you in the way that you deserve whilst I still need to work on these things. I think that's so amazing. And I, and I respect people so much when they do that and more people need to do that essentially and, and articulate it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And being in a relationship with someone, like what you said earlier, it's, you are your most vulnerable self. Like they really Mm. see the full you. This is something that I've been thinking about (laughs) recently is that you, because they see like no one else sees the intimate you, like apart from your partners, right? Your family can know you because they grew up with you, but they don't get to see the raw, like vulnerable self that you put yourself in, in intimate moments, in sexual moments. Um, So they really do get to see you when you fully let go Mm. and you're fully yourself. I mean, obviously a lot of people can put up barriers and then you know not not be able to um really feel into that with someone but I think it's a really beautiful thing that you are that with with a partner and that's why people have to be so caring I think with with each other and treat each other um through hard times as if you know they are a child sometimes Mm. yeah just be really caring and I think it's about truly trying to understand that person's perspective. And it's interesting you articulating Mm. it as a child. Um, I'm staring at this picture of my nephew. It's so funny. It's right there. (laughs) And yeah, they're, they're, they're fragile and they're very rooted in their own experience. And I think we, we honor children by trying to really understand their own experiences and what, what, what it's like for them. And, often as adults, yeah, it's quite easy to just stay quite rooted in your own experience and what you think or how you interpret things. But Mm. yeah, offering that like kindness and sensitivity to understanding what this experience is like for you and also how vulnerable it is for you, I think is a really beautiful thing for sure. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code 
champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, so back to you and your journey. <laughs> back <laughs> so to me. <laughs> you're, you're getting into, you're basically a therapist in training when it comes to sex and relationships therapy. How yes. did that kind of manifest in your life and why, why did you want to get into it? Yeah, such a good question. I have been personally in therapy for... Hmm. I probably started like eight years ago. Um, and that was quite a dark, difficult time for me. And therapy was just amazing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like therapy has helped me so, so much in every aspect of life. And I think it's an incredible thing. I wish it's something that everyone had access to. Um, I think everyone should do it. Um, in various forms, you know, whatever type of therapy works for you, I think it's brilliant. And having had that experience of seeing its impact on me, it's something I've just really respected and revered. And I think in the back of my mind for the last few years, I've thought it would be pretty interesting to train as a therapist when I'm older. I love talking to people. I love talking to people. Um, People like to open up to me. I've had so many people say, oh, I've never talked about this with anyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. it's just like quite a natural progression for me. I'm also a documentary maker. And when you make documentaries, you're interviewing people. You're trying to get inside Mm. their story and their lives and in, in in a creative way, in a storytelling way. And I feel like I love that. And my favorite thing about documentary making was always the conversations and the interviews and creating a connection with someone that then allows them to open up to me. Um, and in recent years, I guess in the last few years, um, I've, I've moved back to London and I think my work became a lot more commercial and I just wasn't feeling satisfied. And I felt like I was missing something like a deep sense of satisfaction and purpose 
And I sort of kept mm-hmm. thinking, hmm, should I train as a therapist? And I was always thinking psychoanalyst because classic, I go to like the most academic, like <laughs> uh, intense <laughs> form of training. And I was like, bloody yeah. hell, this seems so intense. And like being in therapy four times a week, boy, like I, I feel like you have to work Ooh. on yourself. And also sometimes you just have to like, live and be free and light and enjoy life um which I really have been doing a lot more of but then it was like half a year ago actually nearly more than a year ago in 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 like June I was away with a friend on holiday Mm. and she was going through some things in her relationship which we've sort of been speaking on and off for for a while but we were together for a week very intensively and across the course of the week we talked about a lot of different things and I was asking questions and I was helping her think through some things and then sort of at the end of the week I almost gave my interpretation of her and and what I think she was experiencing and why, how it connects to things in her past and things now and, and sex and relationships. And I sort of gave this almost analysis and she was like, oh my God, yes. And we were like, yes. And we were both so happy. And we were like, yes, that's it. Oh my God. And I felt this feeling of such unbelievable, like satisfaction, excitement, purpose. Mm. I just, you know, when you're like tingly and and you feel really alive and I was like, oh wow, whatever that feeling was, like, I want to do more of that. I want more of that feeling. And I was just like, I should do this. Like not, and I, that's when it became really clear to me that I don't just want to train as a therapist, but I want to train as a sex and relationship therapist because it's the thing I love. It's the thing I always want to talk about. I'm the biggest nerd about it. I I, I like what I was saying earlier, sex nerd. (laughs) (laughs) What I was saying earlier, I think our experiences of sex and relationship are so raw and it's where, you know, when I tell people, oh, I'm training as a sex and relationship therapist, I feel like a lot of people could like really sexualize or like fetishize that. Like, oh, you're a sex therapist. And I'm like, Uh oh my God, I don't think this is going to be very sexy at all. Like, I think we are going to be unpacking like the rawest childhood trauma, you know, like societal um, issues. It's not going to be that sexy. Like, you know, I want it to be, I want people to, to help like learn their experiences of pleasure for sure and enhance it. But I just Mm. think sex and relationships is where the rawest parts of all of us, not just our experiences, but society, prejudice, culture, all of it shows up and in a way that then relates to you personally. And that's just what I'm fascinated by. So here we are. It's so, yeah, it's so true. Cause my, my therapist is a sex and relationships therapist, but like yeah. we end up talking about every single little thing to mm-hmm. do with me. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything out when it comes to therapy because mm. everything that's sort of brought up. And obviously we talk about a lot of other stuff that isn't just like sex and relationships, but it is always like a starting point and it always delves back into, you know, things that ha- happened in with my parents and in my childhood. And it really just helps for me, it helps me understand why I am like I am and it helps me do life in and be aware I'm I'm just all for it like I'm so excited for you because yeah it's 
it's such <laughs> it's such an amazing journey as well but obviously getting into this field comes with <laughs> learning a lot about yourself in the process yes. how has that been yeah it's been really intense <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do I start it? So I've been doing this now. I started in September, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, seven, April, eight months. And it was a real whirlwind. Like after I realized I wanted to do this, I sort of looked at courses. There weren't that many out there. And I found one that just seemed perfect. And it was starting in September. So in like four months time, wrote to them. They said they were full, but still have an interview in September for the next year. Disappointed, did the interview. It was great. He was like, I'd love you to join next year. And then a few hours later, I get an email saying they'd had a dropout. And do I want to start this year? The course starts tomorrow. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like I want to do this. Yes. Oh my God. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, So I started in this real whirlwind, but that's pretty indicative of me, to be honest, when I want to do something, I just like throw myself into it. I I go for Mm -hmm. it. In terms of how it's been the last period of time these last seven months have definitely been quite intense for me I feel like I have faced a lot and I think partly that's because I was in a relationship and a relationship that then ended so obviously dealing Mm. with a lot of themes that were coming up with that and 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 a breakup yeah but also when you're in therapy training and I'm not sure if people understand this fully how much of a process you personally go through so you're learning about therapy and providing therapy but you're going through it yourself yeah in in such an intensive way not only do you have to like compulsory be in your own personal therapy but our actual Mm. like days of learning we do one weekend a month full weekend most of the time we're doing role plays, we're practicing on each other, we're doing mini therapy sessions. And it's really unlike anything I've experienced because you're in a in a room of people you've only just met and you're sharing really raw stuff about yourself, but also wow. they're sharing it back. And I think that's probably what, what makes it so different to just when you're in therapy. When you're in therapy, you have a, you have a connection and allegiance with your therapist, but they're not, they're not Mm. talking about themselves. You're only talking about yourself. So suddenly you're in this training and like one moment you're talking all about your raw stuff and then someone else is talking about your stuff. And then we're getting into, then we get into circles and then we're sharing things and we're sharing what came up and how, what someone said influence. And it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced like yeah. it's you're, you're 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 getting so vulnerable and then you're being triggered by everyone and then you're triggering them and then the teacher's triggering you like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it's also amazing like it's amazing wow. to to see people open up so much and I love it but it's yeah. really intense in terms of, I don't know if you want to cut in with a question because I'm just talking, but <laughs> I feel like I haven't actually answered your question, which was like, how has it influenced me? Um, yeah. And I think, ooh, I'd say I'm in a period of of real growth and it's kind of exhausting. <laughs> it's like, okay, doing more growing, like learning yeah. more stuff, more stuff coming up. And like, it's all really important and it's all useful, but 
growth is is quite exhausting. It's quite messy. Um, Fucking hell, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's growth. Um, like we're not just these little pretty flowers like popping out. We're we are not crying and juggling <laughs> and like do you know what I mean? Like snotty and yeah, and just contemplating, but. You have to sit there with the hardest bits. uh, You have to sit there with the rawest, darkest moments and parts of yourself. And a lot of people just can't do that. I think, yeah, I I don't think a lot of people could do this. I think it's it's not easy. Um, Yeah, it's it's not. What's been like (laughs) the most, like what's been the most challenging thing that they've kind of, that's been brought up for you on your path? Um, I think it's my relationship with authority. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's um. an interesting one in regards to relationships as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, yeah, I don't, I, I haven't actually yet thought about how I connect it yet to relationships. So perhaps we can do that here. But in terms yeah. of what's come up for me anyone who knows me knows that I'm quite an outspoken person I don't just follow rules for the sake of it like if I don't think something is just or right I'm not just going to go along with like hierarchy or power like it has to it has to connect to to truth and justice for me and Mm. I'm brazen enough that I will say something if I don't agree or or like act in a certain way if I don't agree and sometimes that's got me in trouble. <laughs> uh, but most of the time I love it about myself. Um, yeah. There's a word in, in um, it's a Yiddish word called chutzpah. And uh, I'm basically encompass a lot of chutzpah. And it's like, I think it really does actually connect to being Jewish because throughout our existence as Jews, people have um, persecuted us. And so if you're Mm -hmm. always going to follow rules, that's going to be to your detriment, you know? So, and you're also, Jews have always like had to move and live in new places. And so if you don't hustle and if you don't find a way to survive, like you're not. Um, So I am really proud of that quality, even if like in quaint England, sometimes it makes me stand out. (laughs) (laughs) Always stand out. Um, Always stand out. Yeah, I'd rather that than not honour my truth. Um, yeah. But yeah, sometimes I I get into situations which are, which are challenging because I have perhaps challenged an authority. And it's not even sometimes I'm challenging. I'm literally just saying what I think. And sometimes that's yeah. not okay for people. So I've definitely had those experiences with some of my course leaders and teachers on this course. But what's so interesting about when you're doing it within the context of a therapy training is they are therapists and they are very good at turning everything back on you. (laughs) So so it's like, well, I would really like to reflect on why you felt that way. Or I'd really invite you to look a bit deeper on why you felt the need to say, do you know what I mean? And it's like, no, (laughs) I just don't agree with this. (laughs) I don't, I I don't want to look at myself. Like I want you to look at yourself, but it doesn't work like that because it's still an institution and it's still hierarchy. So but but I think it has been interesting in like me looking at my my relationship with challenging authority and like taking a moment to really understand, is this going to serve me or is this the time? Mm. Um, 
you know, is it is it always necessary to say how you feel? Ooh. Can you can you learn to hold space for how you feel and be and and be rooted in like what you know to be true and what you think is good and what you think it isn't without necessarily saying it or doing it. And I think that's something I'm learning for myself and I don't think that means I'm compromising on my my truth or my integrity, but I think it's learning about like what's actually going to serve me and a situation in a moment. Yeah, um, that's that's an interesting one in terms of sex and relationships because right? we've all been taught that communication is key and that you should mm. always say like how you feel about something yeah. in a situation. In regards to that, how do we then I feel like, okay, I feel like in that, in, in terms of being in a relationship, you should always say no matter what, or do you disagree? Do you think there are points where you should hold your own space first, potentially? I mean, as I was sort of coming to the end of my spiel, I was like, ah, I see how it relates to relationships, which is this (laughs) element, (laughs) which is this element of like, always saying what you think or always sort of expressing what you think to be right or wrong or always feeling like you should do that and I think when it comes to relationships I think honesty and communication is so 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 important Mm -hmm. but so is compromise and I Mm. think like at the basis of a lot of compromise is not needing to be right or not needing to have your way. And like Esther Perel says the thing, you can be right or you can be married. And I think when you're, (laughs) when you're right, it's brilliant. Cause when you're building a relationship, you're building a partnership and you're building a unit. And yeah, you know, that can be in all types of relationships, but what becomes, you know, important to sustaining that is sustaining the connection and the union and the partnership and, and, lo- and, and not always seeing yourself as like individuals. You have to absolutely hold on to individuality and honor that and, and always invest in that. But if yeah. you want to be in a relationship, it's about working together and it's about understanding like what works for you both and compromising mm. and taking time to understand the other person's perspective whilst also them taking time to understand your perspective. And and it's not yes. about right or wrong. It's about yes. what works for you both to feel honoured and respected and united, basically. I feel like so many people relate to that in relationships. I mean, you always hear of, you know, it, there's always one person in the relationship that thinks they're right about everything. They, <laughs> yeah. And they don't back down in an argument. Like the other person yeah. will never, never win. I've been in, mm. in a relationship like that and it's, really horrible to never Mm. feel like your voice is being heard and they always uh, yeah it's really difficult so yeah compromise but I don't know if it's I wouldn't necessarily say it's compromise I would just say it's listening and understanding 100% yeah I totally agree because I think something I was thinking about just now is I think like there's space for you both to be right even if what you consider to be right kind of stands in opposition to each other. Because I think it's about understanding like what's right for you. You know, how do you work? What do you need? Okay. So what I did there, that was right for me. And I, and I, and I understand why I did that, but I also understand why that wasn't right for you and why you would need something else. And I think like, 
a really good way to be in a relationship is, is moving in a way where you're holding space for yourself and showing that compassion and understanding, but taking the time to understand the other person and what they need and how they perceive a situation mm. or how something impacts them. And if you're both taking that time to like understand and communicate each other, I think that's the most like beautiful part of a relationship. And God, if yeah. you do that, I think like if you have that, I think you can go a long way together personally Definitely. you know it's one part of it but yeah I, I think you're right it, it is about understanding and genuinely listening and trying to understand each other it's not necessarily just compromise yeah so you said that you were in a relationship during um part of the training yeah how was it being doing the training whilst being in a relationship and how did it affect it um <laughs> it was interesting. I think like it was it was intense having things that felt so like present and raw to bring to your training. And mm. I was often, you know, we have sessions where it's like, okay, so tell me what's on your mind and your your sort of classmate is asking you that. And very often your relationship is on your mind. And yeah. That was a lot sometimes to, to bring that there. It was also really amazing and useful, but I definitely learned for myself, actually, I might be a bit more considered about what I choose to bring here because I don't necessarily want to be very emotional or very then entrenched in thinking about my relationship. And maybe I want to think about something else. And I think that's yeah. like a really important thing, both when you're training and just in life to, to, to be like, me not talking about something doesn't mean it's not important to me or that I'm denying it, but it's that actually I don't know if this is the space that I want to talk about that right now. Mm. So that's something I definitely learned um, in terms of whilst being in a relationship and training. I think it's definitely made me think about the fact that I'm only going to become more and more of a like intentional communicator and understanding of people's behavior and lives and you know being also being able to analyze people and share myself yeah. and, and take on their self and to have a partner that like really is able to match that is is interesting I mean my my mm -hmm. my ex was is, is a wonderful person and I think we had a really great relationship in so many ways and one thing we really had was like communication and listening and care and honoring and holding space for each other to express ourselves it didn't work yeah. out for a few reasons but I think like training and seeing how important that was and seeing how we did have a lot of that was really affirming like that that's something I want in a relationship um in terms yeah. of all my relationships going forward but I am quite aware that as I continue to evolve and grow I think like the need for the need for that in my partner is maybe going to become more and more challenging to find um, yeah. someone who can really match me and meet me <laughs> in terms of my like open-mindedness and ability to like reflect and hold space for each yeah. other. I think it's going to become more and more challenging to, to find someone yeah. in that way. I really, I really feel that with the work that I do as well and yeah. really meeting someone that understands why you're doing it and like doesn't yeah. feel threatened by it as well because I yeah. think that's I think the fear that they have 
would be they're going to see me like in a different way or I might mm. not be able to live up to what they want me to be because they have trained in this like they mm. are superstar of sex and relationships <laughs> like yeah how am I ever going to be good enough for that person yeah but that's also such a misconception of anyone training to be yeah. a therapist or working in the sex positive world which is that we have it all figured out or that we're perfect or we just like oh got it God. all down do you know what I mean a lot of the reasons yeah. people are drawn to these worlds is because yeah. we've had to do a lot of work on it and we find it interesting yes. and we want to continue to do a lot of work on ourselves so yeah, yeah, like there's, uh, there's, there shouldn't be this perception that because you're in this training or you're in sex education that like you're just the boss <laughs> of it all because no. you're not. No, no one is. <laughs> no, We're all works in progress. Exactly, and in a way, it should be, it should be a nice thing to go into a relationship with someone that's really gonna like listen and understand you, and try mm. and want to understand you because we do this for a living because we want to understand what makes people tick we want to yeah. understand what makes ourselves tick in these situations so really it should be a massive positive thing but it is it's really hard um mm. pe- it's just hard because people aren't ready i think um, 100% struggle uh, no let's be more positive <laughs> I actually think we are going to invite such amazing people into our lives because we're like hey this is who I am this is this is what I value and I don't want to compromise on those things and I'm yeah. going to attract people who share those same values let's be positive Florence. oh my god I love this <laughs> bring in the positive energy wow I got real negative there I was like yeah we're never going to find anyone babe <laughs> Oh no, I'm actually quite excited. Like I think I've been through a lot of growth in the last period of time, but I feel like that growth has led me to understand more and more what's important to me and I'm really practicing it. So I'm actually quite excited by like, continuing on this journey and who I'm going to attract and like yes I have days where I'm like where the fuck are they but (laughs) a lot of the time I'm like I just feel like I'm getting closer to understand myself and understand what's important to me and the values I want in a partner and the values I want in a relationship and like there's no knowing when that's going to fall into place but like all I know is I'm really honoring myself and what's important and that's only going to be a positive thing and attract what's meant for me do you know what I mean yeah wow which is going to be so amazing yeah I I I, I, thank you for saying that because I (laughs) hate to be I don't I don't know why I'm like I guess I'm just in a point in my life where there is still negativity there from my breakup so I sometimes find it really hard to put the positive even though I'm a very positive person I find it hard to put that out there for myself yeah, that's totally understandable. And that's why you need friends to be like, hey, it's, it's going to yeah. be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And hopefully this podcast can be that for people as well that yeah. are in that it same already place. Is. And like, it You're already is. You're already helping so many people, Florence. You're amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, and that's something in terms of talking about breakups, because that is your your niche, you know. Um, <laughs> in terms of reflecting on my last, my recent breakup, it did have a really different um, energy mm. to it because a big reason why we broke up was because we felt like 
whilst we really adored each other and there were a lot of things that were really great, we had some questions about compatibility long-term and whether we could really like meet each other's needs and be compatible in terms of a long-lasting relationship and potentially like, you know, being together for a really long time. And I think we both showed a lot of understanding and like care and honor to each person, other person and, and what we know that they need and who they are. And so a big foundation of our breakup was thinking like, maybe we're not that person for each other. And whilst we really care about each other, we deserve to find someone who's really right for us and is going to really match us and make us feel great. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength to make that decision as well. (laughs) A lot of strength, but I think like it made the breakup easier or different in a way to other breakups because it was so grounded in like self-respect and self-love for each of Mm -hmm. ourselves but also the other person and I think coming away from a breakup being like this has happened because we we both deserve to have the best kind of love and the best kind of relationship and we have enough self-understanding and self-respect to realize that there's probably some things missing there like I came away from that relationship feeling really proud of myself and really like grounded in what's important to me and what I don't want to compromise on and what I do want. And I think when you have a breakup that is, that is ultimately grounded in self-love, it's going to be a very different thing. Um, and for me, that showed me like my development as an adult. I was like, damn, I really feel like I've grown up a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You got this. Super mature. Super mature. (laughs) What would be like your all encompassing, like, or your best kind of tip for getting through a breakup and a heartbreak if if you have one to share okay this is interesting I think you have to just let yourself feel everything you feel and obviously I'm here talking about my breakup in a you know analytical and philosophical way but it is ultimately a breakup and you're going to feel a lot of sadness and a lot of pain and I have um you're going to feel all sorts of things. You might feel relief. You might feel excitement. You might feel sadness. You might feel fear. It it obviously depends on your breakup, where you are, what that relationship was like. Obviously, everyone has different experiences of breakups and different relationships that they've then broken up from. Mm. But I think you have to just let yourself feel everything. Whatever comes up, allow it. Um, Feel it cry it out, journal it, talk to people. You know, I'm I'm so glad that like I have so many friends that I can share a lot of with and and have really been there for me. I haven't felt alone during this breakup, which has really helped. Um, But I think just allowing yourself to feel everything and understand that your process of a breakup is not going to be linear. You're going to feel one thing one day. You're going to feel another thing another day your weeks are going to be different, but just allowing, it's a form of self-love, I think, of having that compassion for yourself to be like, this is what I'm feeling and there's no right or wrong and I'm going to feel this and that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's helped. I think like trying to look at the relationship in a sort of helpful, practical way as well, because sometimes it's really easy to be like, 
what was the point? Or now I'm here or I'm back to this point mm. or what a waste, a waste of time. Of my it's time. Like, mm. No relationship is a waste of time because nope. you've got into a relationship for a reason. And also that relationship has ended for a reason. And I think taking yeah. some time to reflect on all of that is just going to help you and help you understand yourself and understand what you want and what you don't want. So yeah. spending some time thinking about what was really great about that relationship. What did I really love? What do I want to carry forwards from that? And what things yeah. weren't working? What are some of the reasons we broke up? What was I missing? What do I need? What do I want a bit differently? What are things that I actually don't want to compromise on? And I think like empowering yourself with that knowledge of yourself is a really yeah. amazing way to use a breakup as an opportunity for growth. I'm aware I have used 100%. the word growth so many times in this podcast, but you know. <laughs> That's the title, growth. <laughs> growth, Mia, growth, growth by Mia. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you- I think like... Those two sides of just raw feeling, let it all out, Mm. and then also reflect, be practical, process, like gain and grow. I think that's my advice. Yeah. Amazing, amazing advice. Is there anything that you've learned through your training that has been? game changing you think for like something that you've learned for yourself and for others in your life I think something that's become really clear to me through working with my peers um my fellow trainees is something that sort of should always be clear but has probably just really made it clearer which is like everyone is on their own journey and everyone is dealing with their own shit and Mm. It's fascinating because in my training group, we've got, you know, a cohort, I think of like 16 people and everyone's pretty different, Um, different age, different nationality, um, different life stage, different relationship stage. And because we're in a space where we are having to get vulnerable and share, you're having insights into what people are dealing with in a way that you're not necessarily going to unless it's with your friends. And I think it's just really clear that everyone is experiencing something and you also can't compare it because it's all relative and just trying to always hold compassion for each other. And whether that's people that are in your lives, whether it's people you meet on the street, because everyone's going through something and it it, it matters and kindness and compassion matters and having boundaries a hundred percent and understanding like, what wasn't okay with you, but whilst holding those boundaries and holding that self-love and self-compassion, just trying to be really compassionate for everyone because everyone's going through something. I think that's, that's just something that's come to mind for me for sure. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that's something that everyone should kind of take in and process and use in their own daily lives as well. Cause I think it's hard when you're going through something yourself to see other people in that way because everyone's kind of a reflection of yourself so Mm. it's really hard to see that there are real things going on there for them yeah and it's also hard to sometimes not see everything through your lens do you know what I mean like yeah Yeah. oh that made me feel this about myself or 
comparing mm. and sort of like sometimes taking your you out of it do you know what I mean like something yeah. we're taught in therapy training which is like a, an absolute crucial value as a therapist is holding unconditional positive regard for your client and I think to do that you do have to sort of remove yourself from a situation and yeah like <laughs> let me just gather my thoughts Yeah, you do have to remove yourself sometimes to do that, which is, hey, this isn't about yeah. me. This isn't actually about how that made me feel. It's why have they done that? You know, it's it's not to hurt me. It's not to do this. You know, it's yeah. taking yourself out of a moment to try to really understand someone else. And I think that's yeah. holding unconditional positive regard for someone and something we should absolutely do. Yeah. In, in all forms of relationships, as well as yeah. romantic ones. Yeah, or even even in the opposite way as well. If someone's done something and it hurts you, like before kind of saying to them, oh, I don't like the way you did this or you never do this. Think about mm. why it's making you feel like that first because there's probably yeah. something there. So true, so important. Like taking that responsibility for yourself and being like, hang on, why why is this making me feel this way? Yes. What's coming up yeah. here? What is this connected to? What is this telling me? 100%. It's so important. And then doing yeah. that for them as well. You know, before jumping to like, how dare you? This made me feel alone. It's like understanding yourself, understanding each other and trying yeah. to create a space where you can like talk about that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so lastly, my favorite question what is love to you and how do you describe it yes Florence what a question um, <laughs> <laughs> I've really taken a bit of time to reflect on this yeah. and like I, I did a mixture of reflecting on what that means for me and also like going back to some books and thinkers on love that I really respect I think like what what immediately comes up for me when I think about love is like delight and joy and just a connection to someone a desire to know more about them and just be around them and feel their energy and like you know bask in in the things that you think are great about them but I think it also means wanting to understand them and wanting to share also yourself with them Yeah, I think love needs to have a mutual care and a mutual showing up. Um, I think I think love, true love, needs to be mutual. Um, it, as in, mm. it doesn't need to be exactly the same. But I think to be able to really love someone and be loved, there has to be an intention from both your sides and yeah. a respect yeah. from both sides and. I think to, to, to experience love, you have to respect yourself and the other person. Because I think without both of that, if you're not respecting yourself, then are you actually loving or are you infatuated or, you know, mm. lusting over someone? And if they're not showing you love back, like, is that love? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. someone who I think really talks about that really well Um is bell hooks so i read her book all about love and something that yeah. i really love about how she talks about love is actually the need for having a definition and that's why i think it's so great that you asked because her point is like 
people don't want to define love because they want it to be this like poetic, mythical, magical, unknowing, undefinable entity. And she talks about how important it is to sort of have a definition of love and to understand love, to be able to create opportunities of love. Um, And she sort of draws on the psychiatrist um, and Peck's definition of love, which is, the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. And that love is as love does. Love is an act of will and intention and an action and will employs choice. We do not have to love. We choose to love, which I think is such a beautiful definition of love. And I think a reason why I also really connect with it is I feel like it encompasses something that has been my greatest journey and growth of understanding love which is that again there's that mutual exchange of love and care and investment and I think I had a lot of relationships and a lot of experiences of love that weren't that and Mm. through through growing and experiencing relationships is and the, the ones that were bad and the ones that were good I've more and more understood that the kind of love I want and what love really is is a love that is secure and a love that is mutual where you're both showing up, that you're both caring for each other. You're both taking the time to understand and and build together. And Mm. that's a love I have had to learn for sure. And an understanding of love I've had to understand for sure. Learn to accept, I think, is a big one as well. Definitely. And I think it's really important that we talk about love um and you know it's easy to sort of dismiss it or or like what I said wanted to keep it under this veil of mystery but that's something that like Mm. bell hooks also talks about which is not talking about love almost like places so much emphasis on us having an automatic understanding of what love is but as everyone knows like okay so our our first experiences of love and and how we actually define and like crystallize our perception of love is the kind of experiences we have as children and the experiences Mm. we have with our caregivers whether that's parents or guardians or other important people in our life and to presume that those dynamics are going to be loving is is obviously ignorant to the reality of this Mm. world because many people do not have loving loving experiences as children but they go on to think that that's what love is or that's what they deserve or that's what they should expect or tolerate and so many people have to then go through years of unlearning no that that wasn't love like that's not care that's not what you deserve that's not what you should tolerate and that's why so many people are in abusive toxic relationships because they don't actually know Mm what love is and that they deserve to have that love so I think having a definition of love is a really important thing to to share because I think that's what's going to equip people to love themselves and to to expect and gravitate towards love that is enriching that is nurturing that is caring that is joyful you know and to know yeah and to know when to leave when when you're not getting the love that you deserve as well I think yeah yeah, I mean just relating it back to myself but like in my last relationship I got to a point where I was like this this love isn't growing that there's there's this relationship isn't growing which kind of meant that there wasn't the love there that I truly wanted which was 
why I had to leave. Mm. Um, and that's yeah, so amazing so that-, that you knew what like what you wanted, and then that helps you to sort of take a to step back from that situation you were in, where you obviously still had so much feeling and connection for this person to be like hang on like there's there's aspects of love that is not here and I and I deserve that and I want that and if it's not here this relationship in this moment of time is not is not for me yeah and I think we need to communicate that with partners as well like what we want from love you know yes (laughs) they're not going to be able to read your mind just because you have a definition of love doesn't mean that they know what your definition of love is and they're going to be able to give you that for sure for sure yeah yeah I think like this idea that people should just give you everything you need or or love you how you need by just Mm. knowing is it's just not reality. Do you know what I mean? Like no. you ca- people can't read you because also like we we're saying our experiences of love and how things make you feel and our experiences of sex and relationship is made up of our entire lives and our entire yeah. experience of our society and our environment. And that's, you have to learn, you have to understand what that is for yourself and communicate yeah. that. I think to really, really receive the kind of love that will, will be how you need to be loved. Yeah. No pressure, well, thank guys. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that definition, though. Like, I loved your answer to that because it also validated oh, for me. Like, actually doing this podcast, I was like, I feel oh, so self-validated now, yeah. right now because it's true. People need to talk about it, and we mm-hmm. need to be like con- constantly learning and growing in this aspect. Like, it's not, you know, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, they're into like relationships and love oh that's mm. so like ro- like it's romantic and like uh you shouldn't yeah, really give your time to that yeah but that's just Listen, I feel like capitalist society it's like well yeah. you know what would if you took away love then what would people do they would just work all day everyone is in a pursuit of love whether that mm. is romantic love whether they want a relationship whether it's with how they connect to their family or friends, but everyone is in the pursuit of love. Like that's who we are. And it's that pursuit of love that can lead to the greatest joy. And it can also lead to the greatest pain. And Mm. if you don't take that time to understand what love is and what love is for you, you're going to have a lot of pain or you can help navigate yourself towards understanding what's going to bring you more joy and peace. And it's an incredibly important topic and not just for relationships and sex, but how we relate as a society and world and countries and civilization, like love is everything. So absolutely. This is, this is a great use of your time and I've loved being (laughs) on here and talking about love with you. This was amazing. I loved, Ah. this is so inspiring. I just, I I love this episode so much. I know that everyone's going to really love it. So thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to share your social media with anyone? Where can people find you if they want to get in contact or are you secretive until you are a trained therapist? Oh my God, I'm so not secretive. I'm like, hi, I'm Mia. (laughs) Um, I would love to hear from people. Like, as you can hear, I love talking about all of this, about human experiences, about love, about sex, about relationships, about sharing, about connecting. So definitely reach out. You can find me on Instagram. My 
handle is Mia Zipporah, M-I-A-Z-I-P-P-O-R-A-H. I don't go on there that much at the moment because I'm taking some space, but I will absolutely check in and see who's messaged me. Love to hear from you. Um, yeah, and I guess I'll be qualified in 2024. So hit me up if you want a therapist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. Oh and my God, yeah, 100%. Good luck to everyone. Keep learning. Go to therapy. Um, talk about love. <laughs> love each other. That's just the way it works. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Thanks, Florence. You're great. You're a great host. Thank you so much. <laughs> I found that conversation so, so fascinating. Mia is one of my friends and you know what? We never actually sat down and spoke about all this stuff before. Like I knew that she was doing this training in the background, but I'd never properly had the opportunity to talk about this in depth and find out more. I found it really inspiring personally and I loved loved her definition of love answer. I thought that was something, I just think that we can take so much away from this episode. I feel like whether you're single, going through a breakup, in a relationship, there's something for everyone in this episode. If you feel like you related to it and one of your friends might feel the same way, please do pass it on because word of mouth is actually one of the biggest ways of sharing a podcast. I would love it if you if you share this podcast around more. And I'd really love to know what you think of the episode so far. So please do leave a review as well, as well as a rating and join the Patreon community, which is patreon.com slash love high. And there we can discuss all the upcoming episodes, topics that you want to get involved in. And also we have a discord so that everyone has a person to talk to when they need some advice, they need some help. Um, and obviously I will be there as well. If you want to hear from me, that is only one pound a month and it means that you're supporting the podcast and the love high journey. So yeah, thank you so much to Mia for this episode. It was wonderful. And I think I will be getting her back on the podcast sometime soon because I just felt like we had so much to talk about and I feel like as a therapist in training she has such an amazing way of looking at everything um, surrounding this um, subject especially as it means that she's having to do a lot of work on herself along the way. If you want to hear more from me find me on my Instagram at Florence Bark follow the Come Curious podcast fucks given for everything sex related and you will hear more from me on love high next monday oh and i just remembered if you want to be a guest on love high if you feel like you have a story worth shouting about please email me at lovehighpodcast at gmail.com and I will be in touch. I'm a little bit shit with my admin and stuff on there, but I will be sifting through all those emails very, very shortly and booking some of you guys on as guests because I think it's really important to hear everyone's stories when it comes to relationships because we all have so many different experiences and as I know in my past listening to podcasts where you relate to someone's story is everything anyway my loves 
you will hear me next Monday. Bye for now. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.